Welcome back to another week. This is week two of our veggie discussion. Last week we discussed how to help your kids um, expand what they're eating in their diet and have more fruits and veggies in their diet, ways to approach them. And the reason why uh, we talked about that first is because many of the tools that I learned with my son, I have carried over um, for myself and my clients because I too used to despise vegetables. I rarely would touch any. Um, I can remember remember there was a period where I had thought about it and I had only eaten one vegetable in two months, which is horrible. <laughs> Honestly, though, it's not that different from many Americans' diets. Um, so today we talk about as an adult, how can we overcome these texture issues and fears of certain foods and how do we expand our diet? Because I don't think it's a secret to anyone that fruits and vegetables are very, very important to living a long, healthy life and feeling our best. Um, but certainly they're not like a favorite food of most people. So Katie and I break down today how we can take some of those tools that we use even for young kids and apply them to ourselves and make it a little bit easier to enjoy our fruits and veggies. Alrighty. Well, so I had a little... Um... I don't know how to say it, like a, a yelling at for my clients a few weeks ago and on Instagram about vegetable consumption, because it's honestly a huge topic and a huge barrier and obstacle for all of my training career. Like that is one of the biggest struggles outside of protein um, that we have is getting people to eat their vegetables, mm -hmm. adults. <laughs> yep. So I kind of laid into everybody with some reality that I had to use on myself. Um, so first, I just wanted to talk about that in general. Do mm -hmm. you struggle with this as well, getting your clients to eat vegetables? Yes and no. Um, well, here's the thing. I don't, if they say anything like pertaining vegetables, then that's when I kind of recommend it, right? Like, well, are you getting your veggies in? Are we getting our antioxidants in, which comes from fruits? You know, there's certain things. So I'll kind of ask questions, but there are times that like I will go through, I don't, sit there and go through what they ate right if I see that yeah. they hit I don't even need to check it I'm like cool they made it work but if I see something like consistently being you know like over or why are we not hitting this then I start going through kind of nitpicking a little bit and I'm like okay I think like I just had this last week where one of my clients was like I don't know why I can't hit it and then I start going through her food and I'm like well there it is like we need to swap out some of these options with just modifications right so for instance she was having 75 grams of avocado versus maybe let's drop that down to 50 grams of avocado instead. Or, you know, instead of this whole fat cottage cheese that we're eating, let's go with this one, this non-fat cottage cheese. So just little things like that. But if I do notice, I'm like, you're not having any veggies. I will sometimes mention like, Hey, make sure you're also getting in veggies, you know, two to three times a week at least. So that way we have the fiber intake. We have this, we have that. I mean, there's so little things like that, but do I do I get on them about it? No, but I think maybe after this conversation, I might. So that like day one, mm -hmm. I talk about they need to be having veggies once a day. We should be having multiple servings a day. Um, Americans rarely get any in in a week. Um, I, and to be frank, I mean, a few years ago, so my whole life, I only ate like four yeah. ever like corn, which doesn't even really count as vegetable. Um, canned green beans sometimes broccoli and there's like one other one oh, like raw carrots that's it my entire life that's all I would ever eat and I would easily even well into adulthood I would go months without having one at all oh yeah 
which now knowing what I know is horrifying. It's no wonder I felt like garbage. Um, so I wanted to talk about first, why? Why am I telling you that you need veggies? All the important things that they do, because then it's going to help you realize the importance of them in your life. And it's not just going to feel like such a chore. But we'll talk about ways to incorporate vegetables because I, I also have texture issues and like flavor versions. So like I get that. I really do. Um, but there are ways around that. And mm -hmm. I learned those ways from my son's feeding therapist, who I'm going to have on the podcast soon. I don't know whenever I re release this one. I'm not sure if it's going to be before or after I've spoken to her. Um, so either you will have heard those tips already or you're going to. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Um, to hear but. Them. It, she, you know, that's like my son had a serious eating disorder. He was born with some struggles. He was premature. And so he didn't eat anything for years. And so she had to work with him from the time he was like 15 months old to try to get him to eat. And that's her job. She's a feeding therapist, speech therapist. And so um, she's trying to get kids to eat. And how do you get kids who have serious, like life threatening food aversions and inabilities to eat these foods? So if she can get these kids to eat a wide variety of things. Like my son who only ate two things for four years. Wow. Um, now he eats more things. We got him to eat. And then it was like when we were celebrating like five things and 10 things, you know, we took these tips and I've applied them to my clients. It works with adults. And that was one thing too, that she'll talk about is many times you're training the parents and not the kids um, to set certain patterns of behavior. So oh, yeah. why, why veggies are important. So we talked about macronutrients recently. Again, I'm not sure where <laughs> I think we'll post a macronutrients podcast next. So you should have already heard that. But macronutrients, this is the immediate energy for our body or energy for storage later. Micronutrients are the vitamins and minerals, essential building blocks that we need for our entire metabolic function. Okay? Mm -hmm. Our metabolism, everyone associates that with fat loss, but this is really just converting anything in our body into energy and mm -hmm helping the waste systems function like that. So metabolism is function for our whole lives. And so we need vitamins and minerals from fruits and veggies, mm -hmm. micronutrients for this to function. Right. Um, and so a lot of the diseases that we used to see too, and that we still see in like third world countries are vitamin deficiency diseases like rickets. Um, yep. And like, what? Are, there's just some old ones like bone deformities. And I wrote a couple down. It's, and then there's, um, oh my gosh. It's one that starts what? with an S. Scurvy. Scurvy. Scurvy is one that my mom yelled at me at when I was really young and I was too, too skinny. And she was like, you're not eating and blah, blah, blah. And yes. So I remember that. But these are vitamin deficiencies. Yep. But then later on down the road too, I mean, it could be arthritis. It could be, I mean, oh, there's yeah. a bone brittling, you know? Yeah. We still have that. So we still see a lot of vitamin deficiencies are, you know, they're suspicious that, and I don't have evidence of this and they don't have complete evidence of this, but they're suspicious that um, lower levels of vitamin D is leading to bouts of depression. Um, yep. And so they're starting to prescribe that a little bit more. So we're seeing this in, in hormone abnormalities too, and inability to sleep, muscle soreness, you know, lack of magnesium. Mm -hmm. These are all vitamins and minerals that naturally occur in our foods um, right. that, a lot of these ailments that people are suffering with nowadays because they're under feeding themselves micronutrients. They're overfeeding less nutrient dense foods. Yes. And not eating enough of these. And so um, this is why it's so important to have 
all the vitamin minerals that come with um, fruits and veggies. And the reason why we can't replace it with greens powders, um, not that you can't take greens powders. I'm not saying they have zero benefit because some of them are fortified with vitamins, but oftentimes in the processing of breaking it down to a powder, it loses all of those nutrients that are really there when they're fresh. Well, it's um, similar to like a protein shake or powder versus an actual whole food piece of meat, right? It's not going to digest the same. It's going to be a little bit different in a way. I know you- um, Yes and no. So that's different. Again, this is a macronutrient. So it's not, it doesn't inherently have a lot of micronutrients in it. But yes, like you're right. There are other micronutrients in red meat that you're not going to get in a protein right. powder, a hundred percent. Just kind um, of more- Yeah. Um, and so- Another thing that you lose to, because the people are like, well, why can't I just take vitamins? Like you can, um, but for one thing too, the vitamin supplement industry is not well-regulated. And so people can just put a lot of stuff in those things and say that it's in there and there's nothing even close yep. to what they say is in there. So that's a danger with that. Um, but then we're losing the fiber and fiber is so important. There have been a lot of studies done on fiber, but especially recently showing um, people, even if they have to take or if they're doing like chemo for cancer, if they get cancer, um, that their body responds better to the chemo and to the cancer killing properties if they have a high fiber diet um, because it strengthens the probiotics in their gut. And this is what builds our immune system among many, many other things. And it's like a huge topic right now that I'm not going to get largely into, but um, the fiber and vitamins and minerals and prebiotics that are in fruits and veggies, fresh fruits and veggies, um, help to strengthen our gut microbiome. Yep. So, and I think fiber is something we definitely hit hard on here. And that's because due good. to also backed up due to a high protein diet. Yep. Um, same thing. I always recommend a probiotic fiber, get your fiber in, you know, either like I usually will say for our women, mostly between like 25 and 35 milligrams a day. I just say that, right? You're right. That's, that's correct. Milligram, yes, milligrams. So, um, but that is something that oh, we grams, do. Grams, grams, grams. Okay. That's what I was like. Yep. Grams, grams. So 25 to 35 grams per day. Yep. Um, for, and I think that that is something that is crucially important, especially for those who do have a gut issue or like, Hey, I haven't gone to the bathroom in a few days. How's your fiber? Start watching that. And your my fitness palette's in there. It's one of those micronutrients there that you need to pay attention to as well. So that's, that's what we were important. talking about too, in the macro thing that that's like the yeah. big goals I have for people, calories, protein. And if you want to throw something else in their fiber, it's so important. Um, and yep. people who have high fiber diets are shown to have less risk of heart disease and colon cancer because fiber like scrubs your intestines on its way out. And then, you know, fiber, that's another, I get furious when diabetes patients are told to stay away from carbs and they stop eating fruit. And it's like, oh my God, that's the thing you need. Okay. And we're not talking about pop tarts. <laughs> we're talking about sweet potatoes, rice and grains are like, especially like whole grains like that, like that has fiber attached to it. It's going to slow down digestion, which is actually going to increase your vitamin absorption because it's going, it's taking longer to get through your body. So your body's soaking up all those vitamins in there. So it's like, please, please increase your fiber. And especially like, okay, if we're just going to talk, we're not even going to talk about health for a minute. Let's just talk about fat loss. Like filling your plate with high volume, low calorie foods. What an easy trick. Even if you don't want to count calories, like that's like for my clients who just refuse to count calories, like, okay, stack your plate with veggies. Like, right. It's going to fill you up. You're going to feel full. 
very low calorie. That's a great way. And then too, like we're slowing the other nutrients in your body down. So it has time to digest and absorb like proteins and stuff. So um, even from, if we're just talking like a purely aesthetic fat loss standpoint, yep, it's really important for fat. It's an easy way to aid fat loss. You're going to feel full longer. Yep, exactly. I love it. I love it. And that's stuff that you know, I'm really glad that we did talk about this today because nobody focuses on the micronutrients. Everybody focuses on macronutrients. Like I just need to make sure this, 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 but I did have a client come in yesterday too for the in-body and she was like, yeah, my doctor actually told me I need to also be paying attention to my sodium and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's true. They're micronutrients are just as important you guys. So, you know, I hope for sure today you guys take something away from this and start eat your veggies. <laughs> for sure. And you know, like you said, like in our industry, most people come to us with a weight loss goal. So it's like calories are king at the end of the day. And then focusing on adding more protein, like the king of the macronutrients, in my opinion, you know, like that's our focus all the time. And that's great for aesthetics. But if we're really talking about your health, which also matters more, of course, but it matters to us um, and how you feel. You're going right. to feel better. Like uh, mentioning, like these are the building blocks to your immune system and your hormones and your metabolism, whether or not you can sleep and brittle nails, all that stuff. Imagine how much better you're going to feel if you have more of those things. Yes. I, I try to tell my clients, like, think of every meal. This isn't entertainment. It isn't like, oh, another thing you've got to get through or, ooh, I can't wait. Like I had a bad day. I deserve this. It's like, no, every meal is an opportunity to give your body energy to get to the next activity, energy to do the things you love, energy to pick up your kids and live longer. It's an opportunity to fuel yourself. Mm -hmm. Veggies play an important role in that. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, um, but like I said, I understand that texture is a big thing. Texture is still a thing for me. Like, so I did, there are a few other, like celery and asparagus can't not do that. Cannot. If it was the only veggie, I suppose I would make myself, but they're horrible. Um, but like when I was pregnant, I had a huge aversion to snow peas and radishes. I still can't to this day. Like I feel nauseous saying them. Yeah. So I get I've been there. I relate to that. And having only eaten like four veggies before I understood that it was hard, but I knew I had to add these things in. So some tips that I've used, um, on myself and with my clients, and I see this used by other feeding therapists is you want to change the form of it. So if texture is a really big thing. Tackling texture and smell and taste all at once is really overwhelming. And people yep. talk about, I feel nauseous and which I get that again. Also to like, as far as eating veggies, like just freaking grow up and eat it. What do you tell your kid when they don't want to eat their veggies? You tell them tough. You're going to try a couple bites. If you don't like it, spit it out. Same to you, parents. <laughs> same, tell yourself the same thing. Yep. And there's like, other options. There's other options. Like for me, I don't like cooked carrots. I will eat raw carrots all day. Cooked carrots, it's so mushy and it tastes like squash and I can't, I just can't. So guess what? Use another option. Like it is like I've gotten past. So now I can do like oven baked carrots, even though it's still a little childish feeling to me, but I do it because I know it's good. And because you know, it's good for you. Exactly. That's the point. Like I tried to drive home to my clients too. It's not every meal is going to be a party. Like you don't always want to go to your job, but if you don't, there's going to be consequences. If you don't eat your vegetables, there's going to be consequences down the road. So suck it up and eat a vegetable. But now, again, I'm going to come in and be nice and understand that texture can be hard. So one thing that really helped me, like you said, is changing how it's cooked or changing the form 
Um, and so I actually, I don't, I'm not a huge proponent for juicing because what I see a lot of times is people going and buying the juices, like the naked juice and stuff, which actually has more sugar content than a can of soda. Please, my God, don't do that. Do not buy naked juices. Even if you go to, the only juice I would be a proponent for, if you're not going to make your own, is you can go to like juice bars and then you can be very, very specific. Like, please don't put a lot of fruit in it. I want it to be primarily cucumbers and celery. Oh, yeah. So you're getting a lot of water. Um, but like even like those juice bars, they want you to come back. They want it to taste good. So they put a boatload of fruit in there. So you've got to tell them like no pineapple. No. Again, I'm not, you know, demonizing fruit, of course, but we're stripping away all the fiber and you're just making it a candy fruit juice. Yep. And just or tons of sugar all at once. So be careful about that. Exactly. I was going to say like nectar juice bar, I think does a decent job with that. Cause I have gone there before, like on work breaks, if that was the closest thing to me, but I literally would get the green, like toxic blush or something like that. And it was literally just straight up like kale, spinach, one apple, which I needed the yep. carbs. And I think that might've been it or ginger maybe. And that's right, exactly what I used to get. Yeah. I was like, I loved it. It was actually really good. Um, that's very low sugar compared to well, I'm going to go to one stop nutrition and get a meal replacement shake instead. And I just, I'm like, exactly is my face. Exactly. And I'm just like, like a thousand that's calories a shake. Right. I'm like though. And who knows? I do not think those macros are true. I'm sorry, but they are not true. Oh no. Because you've got teenagers in like Jamba juice. They're just throwing stuff in there. No. So that was, that's the thing that if you're going to juice, so what juicing does is it's going to expose you to those flavors of vegetables, especially the strong ones like kale. Um, Because I could only do like romaine lettuce. I couldn't do strong green stuff ever. It was horrifying to me. But I started juicing kale and I would do an apple and ginger. That cuts that earthiness out a little bit. And so I can now expose myself to this unpleasant flavor, but I don't also have to deal with the texture of kale, which is not fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I took that component out and then I graduated to smoothies where now, okay, I'm getting a little bit more of a texture. But mm -hmm. I'm still having veggies and I'm getting exposure to this veggie taste. Um, you know, I do this for like a few months, maybe two months. And then, right. then like you said, you know, okay, I can eat carrots raw. Can I tolerate them with, you know, cooked halfways, cooked like medium? Right. You know? Or can I tolerate like, can't, oh, I almost said canned peas. See, I still have like aversions. Like, I, I guess I can't do that either. Canned peas. Only my dad used to eat those. It's just like baby food. Yeah, I, I don't do even your green beans that you do. I can't do those either. I know everyone's horrified at my canned green because most canned stuff is pretty mushy. Yeah. So like, I get it. Um, But yeah. that, so like if crunchy is weird to you, then go with the canned stuff or you can go with frozen, frozen, because people are scared of canned, frozen, things like that. Like canned and frozen, especially frozen, they're freezing them at like the peak of their nutritional value. They're a great option. Don't be afraid of those. They're cheaper. They're more shelf stable, obviously, because you're preserving them. Honestly, that was my like go-to was frozen broccoli florets because it was yep. easier. And for me, I was like, I was going through that challenge. Like I said, where it was two cups of veggies a day. I could throw it in the air fryer real quick. Boom. Yep. Like, and it was actually really good. And I, I was, it's funny. We were talking about this because Jason and I literally just talked about it. And I told him, I was like, the other night we had broccoli with our chicken. And I was like, man, it felt really good to have broccoli. Like I haven't had broccoli in a while. And it made me think of that challenge. And I was like, it's so easy. You just throw it in the air fryer and boom, done. Why don't we do this all the time? So yeah. definitely, I love that we talk about this stuff because it makes me want to incorporate it back into our diets, yeah. you know? 
Well, and and it was another trainer who called me out on not eating enough vegetables. And I was like, dude, expensive. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not taking your excuse. And it was a BS excuse because there's cheap veggies. Like I said, um, frozen stuff is usually cheaper than the stuff you're going to get on the shelf. And it's going to last you longer. Because let's be honest, many of us buy a bunch of fruits and veggies with good intentions. And it sits in the fridge and goes bad. Yep. I was going to say, then you go to pull it out like have that and there's mold all over it yeah, me too i yep. just uh threw away a bunch of zucchini and avocado i'm ashamed to say which was really expensive but i forgot about it and whatever i was eating other veggies so it happens to the best of us so i would say like frozen is probably your best bet and most of it's already chopped for you like you said yep. throw it in the air fryer done yes so change that and then two so i have my the goal i have with all my clients every week in our check-ins is what new fruit or veggie are you going to try this week not like are that. you gonna are you th- no what new fruit or veggie are you gonna try this week and it doesn't have to be a new one every week they can also take an old one they love and cook it a different way or yep. put it in a smoothie like let's expose ourselves. it's really about sensory exposure you know it's the same with everything in life like we're not gonna deal with our fears by running from it we have to face it and get through it same with this just expose right. yourself to the smells expose yourself to just the taste how can you tolerate it you know, so mm-hmm. to start with something that you like, um, you don't have to go like nosedive into beets if you only like corn, you know, like that's going to be exactly. shocking. <laughs> I actually, I'm not going to lie. I, I like too. beets. Oh, I love yeah. beets. I like, love and I love beet juice yeah. is so like, just you even, what's I funny don't... is after juicing at nectar a lot, I started like, if I smell juice, I'll be like, oh, I want kale and beets. Right. I know it's, I mean, I, maybe we're just weird, but I love like fresh juicing. Like that makes me literally want to go get one today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you get used to it. So it was like that. I couldn't tolerate any of that stuff ever. Corn, any kind of bold flavor. I felt like I was going to throw up. Yeah. Um, and I've had clients say I've nearly thrown up like me too, but mm-hmm. you spit it out, drink some water, yep. drink some whatever to get the flavor out of your mouth and move on. Try something else. Try it cooked a different way. Like we're grown ups, grown exactly. up life. You know, do the stuff that you're telling your kids to do. Set the example. Exactly. I love that. So those are my tips for veggies. Acknowledging that it's not easy, but I'm assuring you as the pickiest eater on earth who actually as a kid, um, there was a whole year where I only ate peanut butter sandwiches every day. Then my mom had to take me to the doctor to like have my vitamin levels checked and I was fine and growing and didn't have rickets. Yep. Um, They said as long as I was growing on the chart, it was fine. But like, so I'm like the pickiest eater on earth. And now I literally can't get enough vegetables. I love veggies. I would eat them all day, every day. Um, So Mm. there is hope, I promise. Yep. So really fast, before I let you go, we get this question all the time. And that is mostly from our female clients is creatine. For one, should you take creatine in a fat loss phase or can women take creatine? And so we'll answer both of those real quick. What do you tell your clients when they ask if they should take creatine ever? So here's the thing, the most recent client that asked me has Hashimoto's and right now I told her, no, I told her not to take it right now. And just to focus on her macros, because we ended up manipulating more fats into her diet due to a thyroid. And I want to see what that does for her. And I want to see taking away certain, you know, a little bit of carbs and protein and adding to fats does before we implement anything else into the diet. Smart. Yeah. So kind of, do I think it's wrong? No. Um, I but don't, but I don't specific your recommendation. Right. Exactly. So 
I've had a few clients ask me about it and you know, I'm like, here's the thing. We've already seen great results with whole foods. So if it's, it's more of a client preference, I tell them it's client preference. Do I recommend it? No. Um, but I do tell them it's client preference, but just to, as long as you're hitting your macros and doing what you're supposed to be doing food wise, I don't care per se. What about you? That's fair. Yeah. Um, very similar in that I don't recommend it unless they've been with me and they've been lifting for a while and we've got everything else kind of set and going well because it's a supplement. It's not yeah. needed. Exactly. Um, and you can take all the creatine and whatever other like stacks of supplements. If your diet and sleep and stuff is not when lifting isn't right, it doesn't matter. But it, so people ask about it, like, is it okay to take during fat loss phase? So here's some rumors and myths and stuff I would like to dispel. So this is what I tell my clients too, when they want to be on creatine, what creatine is and what it does is a very, very well-researched um, supplement um, that mm -hmm. is now too, the really cool thing about it is they're showing that it improves like cognition in your brain. So elderly people especially should be on it because it helps improve memory and focus and really brain fog. Um, mm -hmm. And it's very inexpensive. It's right. widely accessible it well studied so it's just there's really no downside to taking it and there's only upsides for the most like it's very cheap and accessible um but outside of that what it does is it draws water into your muscles and so that's a lot of people freak out like oh it's going to make me puffy it's going to make me put on water weight so yes you may put on a couple pounds of water weight but it's going to the right places right. it's not just which first of all i have this whole thing about people fearing water weight our body needs water to function so like, mm -hmm. let's stop trying to shed water weight, like, first of all. Um, but outside of that, it's going to draw into your muscles. So it's probably going to make you look leaner and more jacked because it's making your muscles nice and puffed up and energized, which is important. So it's going to indirectly impact your fat loss by giving you the ability and the energy to lift more um, mm -hmm. and, and lift more efficiently. You've got this energy in your muscles now. So especially during a fat loss phase, what happens is we're eating, usually eating less food in general and less carbohydrates, which is common. So our glycogen stores are going to be depleted. Okay. This gives our muscles energy. So, so much more important that we try to supplement with something that can help. Right. Give our muscles energy. So again, at a time where we're low in energy inherently, but we need to be more active and lifting efficiently also too. So we spare our muscle loss during that time it's so much more important that we're taking creatine during a fat loss phase, in my opinion. Exactly. And um, I, I love that. And I'm glad you did bring that up because there are different phases that people do go through in their macros, yeah. right? We're in our deficit or are we in a reverse diet, but it's really, it is truly client specific, but in an overall general, again, like I said, it's client preference. If they want to try it and they want to take it sure. Yeah. But I do what you said about as long as they have been with you for a while, because then you know how their body responds already to certain things. So if maybe they started taking it and all of a sudden things are going in a different direction, that's the only thing that's changed. It's like, okay, maybe we can remove this real quick. But like you said, there's only benefits to it. It's not bad. It's not, it, it's similar to me to protein powder. Like take it. I'm all for it. I don't care. You know, like I think if it's a means of hitting your protein, sure. Same with creatine. If you want to take it, try take it, you know, but again, client specific. Well, and so negatives, I mean, they're really the only negatives that are reported, um, people have gastric distress with it. And so there are certain types that can help with that, but three to seven milligrams a day is what's recommended depending on your size. Um, the advice I give for the tummy aches is 
you can split your dose into two doses throughout the day. So you have less at one time. Don't load. There. So there's something called loading um, where you take a large amount, like 10 to 20 grams a day, or is it milligrams? Whatever it is. Um, <laughs> that's very <laughs> official. Um, and now your muscles will be saturated within a week. You don't need to do that. I don't understand why this is really no need to do that. Um, we're not power lifters, most of us that we're training. So it's not necessary. Regular loading will see your muscles saturated within about three to four weeks. So there's no need. Um, so I would say don't, don't heavy load it. And then there is a type of creatine called HCL. Um, it is more soluble. It is equally as effective as monohydrate, um, but it's like three to five times more expensive. However, if you want to be on creatine, which is going to help your strength um, and you have serious digestive issues with it, some people just can't avoid it. HCL can help. So that's the only time I would recommend anything other than monohydrate. Otherwise, monohydrate only. This is something I have to arm my clients with before they go into GNC or vitamin shop is they're going to attack you with like buffered and ethyl ester and flavored and all this stuff because like, oh, it's not going to cause you to retain water. Well, first of all, then it's not doing its job. <laughs> so that's garbage. Um, but all of these other versions that are not monohydrate are just a way to charge you more money. Honestly, like they have been well studied. They are some of them less effective or mm -hmm. equally as effective, but twice as expensive. So creatine monohydrate is all you need to look for. Plain, unflavored. Um, if you go yeah. into a GNC or vitamin shop or wherever and they're trying to sell you other stuff, just ignore them. Be like, nope. So, like I tell my clients, I'm like, you tell them you've got a trainer, you're all set. Like, yep. especially if they're telling you that it doesn't cause you to retain water, then it's just nonsense. It's BS. Like it's not doing right. what it's supposed to do then. Then I don't want it. Exactly. And you know what? Sometimes too, for clients as well, I mean, do your own research too. Like see, like, why is it that you want to take creatine? You know, what's your reasoning behind certain things? It's similar to like, why is it we want to go and do something? Like, look it up. Why? What are the benefits of it? What are the negative effects of it? Like, we don't, maybe we don't know everything about your body either that you maybe haven't told us something or, oh yeah, by the way, my past history, this, that, I don't know. But, you know, do some research too before you go and buy something or yeah, ask your coach and we can educate you. Absolutely. So there's mm -hmm. really no downsides that have been reported in the many years it's been studied. Um, but like I said, and we said, if, if you're not taking care of your nutrition at all and you're not lifting efficiently, you're not putting in an effort, you're not sleeping well at night, take creatine all you want. It's not really going to do anything for you. But yes, it will give you that added edge, um, like I said, in cognition. So even if you're not lifting and you just want improved clarity and cognition, they're showing already increases in brain function with creatine. And then it should help your lifts. You're going to lift more efficiently. You're going to feel stronger. I love it. I started taking it like eight months ago. Um, and I'm taller, I'm a little bit thicker. So I take a little bit I'm, right now I'm doing a scoop and a half a day. So I'm at like seven and a half milligrams, three to five is fine um, yeah. for most people, but I'm feeling really good with the seven that I've been taking. And I don't really, I've, I've dosed it slowly over time. So I don't have any digestive issues with it, but I think it's fantastic. If you want to take it, it doesn't matter if you're male, male or female, it doesn't matter. There's no like women's creatine or anything. It's, it's all the same. And even as a woman, yes, we retain water more, but again, it's going to draw it into your muscles. So chill. That's its job. That's its molecular buildup. That's what it's going to do. Exactly. Going to the yeah. right place. Will it go That's to my it. butt, bro? You what? I was like, will it just go to my butt, though? That's where I want it to go. Oh, is my, my butt. God. That would be, can you imagine if we had things that, oh, that'd be nice. Oh, my God. Oh, well, yes, but no. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we could pay, sure. Yeah, people go do BBLs instead. It's fine. BBLs. 
Yes. I had someone say that they thought I had a BBL and I was like, you know what? I take that as a compliment. Thank you. I've worked really hard. <laughs> it's not, but thank you. Thank I'm you. Scared. Thank you. You're like, my little self back there. I'm going to put my drink right on there. <laughs> <laughs> I love Alrighty, it. friend. Well, thank you very much for recording. Alrighty, guys, I really hope you found those tips useful. Remember, make it easy on yourself. Don't go all in at once. If you're really struggling with vegetables, um, with their texture, don't go for kale right out of the gate um, because it's weird <laughs> or slimy things. Pick things that are similar to what you already enjoy now. So if you already enjoy fresh green beans, have green beans again cooked another way, maybe steamed um, or with a different type of seasoning, and then go with another green vegetable that's similar in texture and taste so that you're not just going headfirst into something totally new, unless you want to be adventurous and try something. Um, and just like with kids, seasonings and sauces and cheese covers a multitude of sins. And sure, for the long term, we probably don't want to drown every veggie in butter and cheese. However, if you're getting used to textures and new flavors, put it on there. You can have it, you can reduce those sauces and cheeses over time, have less and less with each bite or with each meal. So you become more used to the flavor of the vegetable and you can cut back on those high fat things um, or just things that add more calories. But there's plenty of sugar-free sauces and low-calorie sauces and seasonings out there that you absolutely can enjoy completely every day with your vegetables um, in a healthy manner. So just go easy on yourself. Try juices. Try smoothies. Just try things. Make it fun for your kids too. It's something you guys can do together as a family. You can go to the grocery store and That'll be your thing that week as you all go into the produce section and somebody gets it like this week, it's so-and-so's turn to pick our new fruit or veggie. And there are plenty of recipes that you can Google. Um, you can look up on Instagram, YouTube, so many resources out there um, just to help you increase your fruits and vegetables. You're going to feel your best. You're going to be giving your body these vital building blocks for life. Um, so reach out as always. If you have any questions, um, um, my uh, Instagram. I have plenty of recipes and I'm always trying to put out new recipes, especially vegetable recipes that are fun and creative and don't suck. Um, so in the show notes, you can find the link to my Instagram as well as Katie's. We are both coaches and we are happy to help with any questions. We're happy to work with you online. We work with people all over the world um, through our online training portal. So please let us know any ideas, questions, thoughts. We are here for you. And if you are finding our podcast helpful and enjoying it, please do leave us a five-star review. It really, really helps us out. Have a wonderful West. Have a wonderful West of your week. I can't say it. I cannot do the outro. Somebody help me, please. <laughs> stay safe, stay strong, and be kind.